Hello, everyone. Introduce yourselves. I'm Brandon. Are you playing Ruwash, the half-orc cleric? I'm Makata. I am playing the tiefling breed. I'm Chad, playing Shay the Kenku. And you said, as long as you didn't do what you were going to say, thank you. <laughs> and I'm James the DM, and we're welcoming you back to episode 7 of Caravan 13. When last we left off, I tried to kill the whole party and almost succeeded. If I didn't kill them outright, I gave them a death sentence, which today we're going to figure out how that goes. Uh, the most immediate thing we have to address is His Excellency and Garrick's tit for tat on who's in the body bag. <laughs> <laughs> and Vareed, you're here to witness yep. the, the great abstract reveal of the body bag. So, to kind of set the scene once again for all of you in the mind, you have Vareed in chains and shackles irons, the works, in a slightly mundane office with a plain desk and a window facing the city with li bookshelves lining the northernmost section of the room, you know, filled to the brim with tomes and things that with... Uh, with knowledge forbidden to most eyes outside of His Excellency's personal court. And then you have His Excellency sitting there going, well, out with it already, and Garrick going, dear God, I wasn't supposed to be here. Please, God, get me out of here. <laughs> and Vareed watching in absolute giddiment as the one person who he knows is powerful is getting belittled like a toddler <laughs> in front of the one man who rules the state. <laughs> and uh, the... The warlock that isn't is about to explain, well, there's one way to explain who it could be, and then we cut off. So, you see the little PowerPoint style illusion he's crafted using magic on the wall, and when last we explained, we were going over the fact that they've used an alembic to crudely form an alchemical CSI. <laughs> and they had divined that using said alembic that the bird was made of so much different blood that it just couldn't be real. Like, there's bird blood, pig's blood, orc blood, elf blood, human blood, snake oil. I mean, you name it. It's probably in there. And they're like, how is a bird made of this many things? What they don't know is that the bird had a secret pact with a demon. But she didn't feast on all of those people, so there's, like, Vareed knows that something's wrong. And thus, this is when things are going to be revealed. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Garrett goes, we've extracted blood from her, its vessel, as it were. Stop playing footsies under the table. <laughs> I didn't intend to. I just had my feet stretched out. I feel something rubbing against mine. So I'm just like, hello. <laughs> so he goes, we did a crude blood extraction and thus mixed it with the limbic, but we would have to do a proper autopsy on the corpse as uh, we need to figure out what in the devil is going on there. And his excellency looks back and with a furled brow basically goes, Wait, so you had me in suspense for a week and a half over an autopsy? 
yes. However, the surgeon is out on holiday. His Excellency looks most displeased at this fact. <laughs> you mean we only have one surgeon here at the prosecutor's office? Yes, you hung the last one for art heresy. I'm starting to see why I hate heretics. <laughs> they, they totally throw a wrench in my plans of world, I mean, absolute fair leadership. <laughs> And Garrick's like, now, now, your majesty, I mean, excellency, we can't have that sort of talk in front of commoners. Hey, I'm noble. <laughs> Garrick just looks at you and he's like, no, 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 don't say that. In serious note, he goes, your excellency, what we must do is truly figure out the origin of the creature within the bag. The, there are simply too many um, mysteries. The blood we extracted was not normal. There was something magical binding it to the body. When we attempted to extract it, it would actively try to re-seek its way into the vessel, causing it to have to be contained in a completely separate room and unit, and it still is actively attempting to re contain itself within where we extracted it actively. Which, you know, kind of, we'll go with the word odd. You like the word odd, just as I like the word interesting. We have little quirks, don't we? <laughs> as the entire table goes, oh dear God. As the entire table gets PTSD. <laughs> uh, PTWD. No, not fun Post-traumatic warlock disorder. Oh God. PTWD. <laughs> PTWD. Sure, Pete Wad. Yep. Sad part is, I wish we would record hey, that episode because everyone from, would understand completely. Are you suffering from Pete Wad? Yes, <laughs> A- active active sufferer, Pete Wad. <laughs> I can't you go near a war. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. So uh, His Excellency goes. I hate to put it so bluntly, but it is a corpse. Butcher it. What are they going to do? Care that they've been maimed? They're only dead. And, by your mark, have been nearly exsanguinated in an attempt to alembify your little findings. It is true, but the blood is nearing sentiency, sir. So it will require a more delicate touch. His Excellency looks displeased at this fact. I see. As long as the matter is solved, I will wave my hand away from it. The issue is, for all intents and purposes, done. At least with the bird. <laughs> there is no quack in the distance. Random quacking. We've had a few drive-by quackings in the neighborhood. <laughs> a dove drives by the window and blasts out of the sky. <laughs> what of her compatriots? He like looks at Vareed. Well, the elf has been locked in a no magic room surrounded by non-organic padding. 
<laughs> Wait, what's going on? Organic padding. Pillows. No, non-organic padding. Nothing. Like, no down, no feathers, nothing. Because if they throw feathers at her, they were, you know? <laughs> God's as as oh, oh, you mean Sarah would... We have yep. to find a nest. Why? Where did you get this doll? Give me your eyeballs. We had to secure her like the... Uh, I don't remember if you, you, you... Your memory is long, vast, and immeasurably wise, but I don't know if you remember that one really old demon bloke who we had to, you know, muzzle because he became a sort of serial cannibal. Yes, no, we had to do that, but even worse. No organic material, no magic field, so she can't mess with anything. We've also made it completely soundproof, so we don't have to hear her drivel. <laughs> she is to be henceforth locked up there until the rest of the crew has been sorted out. I approve. <laughs> I just picture another ghostly sound of her. Christopher Reed just going. Every, every, he goes, uh, I already know about the tiefling's plea agreement. He looks at you like, I thought you had a bit more courage. I'm not going to die for no reason. Well, I mean, the reason is consorting with heretics. That is very much a reason to die for, but <laughs> I understand that discretion is the better part of valor. A lighter sentence is better than death, as the entire tale I can be useful to the state. Ah, yes, useful. As I have no doubt. And what of the heretic himself? Well, uh, Your Excellency, the orc has been uh, dutifully detained and has actually received rather humane treatment, despite your orders. <laughs> <laughs> Tanda just broke out of the cage. <laughs> Quack! <laughs> Quack! <laughs> Sorry, I need to. I just picture yeah. him in his cell getting used to shiver up his No, stomach. actually, if you will all remember, Brandon. Um, actually, no, uh, that's right. Uh, Vareed was jostled, accosted, and otherwise on his way to his Excellency's office. Brandon is still being humanely detained in his cell. That's why I said I could just picture him in his cell just getting used to shiver up his spine like. Uh huh. So, I sense something. I sense a disturbance. Somebody is drinking much worse. <laughs> yes. So, the elf has been detained. The bird is dead. The tiefling has made an agreement to sell out his friend in a bid to not die. And the orc is being treated humanely, though he is deliberately an enemy of the state. I must fix this justice system. We are going to have a word with the higher-ups of this courtroom. As for yourself, Lord Librarian, I expected your subordinates to perhaps be a little more... We'll call it aggressive in their searches for the bird whereabouts. Also, don't think... I won't let the armor go. And Garrett visibly like shrinks a little. He goes, yes, your excellency, as it would be, I will make it your word as law. <laughs> he like bows and he's like, if I may return to my duties, if only just, and he waves, 
and you see Garrick like snap his fingers, everything like tears down, folds back into like a single book, and he goes, Vareed? Yes. I can't leave with you, old boy. And he closes the door. <laughs> Vareed, you are left in the room alone with His Excellency. So uh, His Excellency goes, So. You're willing to sell out a heretic to make yourself not a heretic. Is that my understanding? I've protected the half-orc well enough. So yes, I'm done protecting the half-orc. Interesting. Also reasonable. But it is not so simple to prove that thou art not a heretic. What are you going to do? Okay, I guess fair enough. Do you really want to make me hear the amazing sounds I'm about to make? Sure. <laughs> Sorry, the Kenku's stepped away for a minute. Pleasure, Major Lewis. Pleasure, Major Lewis. So, uh, His Excellency, like, obviously, is like making sure you understand. It's like you know you're still going to be somewhat labeled a heretic, even if you take the plea agreement. People never like tieflings. Obviously. He goes, speaking of tieflings, I have to know something. Do these look familiar to you? And he flips you a coin. You recognize it to be the same coin you basically exchanged down at the stocks. Yes, those are the coins that you exchanged for modern currency. They are similar, but they're not exact. You notice that the year is several years older like than the ones you turned in. They have a slightly different print, but they like were minted at the same place. Should not spend my fate to speak. <laughs> Very, very similar, except these are older. Indeed. Forgive my morbid curiosity with you and the bird. It's just a little, how to put it, personal. How so? Perhaps I should stop playing games. I believe I owe you a We'll call it life exchange of sorts. You saved my life at one point, and I suppose, rightfully so, I should be the one overseeing your saving. That makes you over 200 years old. More than, yes. He, you, like, you look at, like, towards, like, he turns around for a little bit, and you notice behind, like, his where his hair sits just like just above like the earlobe line you notice like just around his neck you notice like a s small patch of skin that seems really rough mm -hmm. yes it has been quite some time since i last saw you or the bird <laughs> it has been 
several hundred years for me, but for you it seems would have been only yesterday, almost literally by your story, I suppose. Mm -hmm. <laughs> hmm. I heard you. Oh, no. Right, I... mm -hmm. Chad, do you want to close that? <laughs> Please, for the love of God. say which one's the light for above us? No, uh, I don't remember. Sorry, it's gotten really dark in here, and we're all like basically uh, like. Anyway, um, he just goes, 200 years ago, I only narrowly escaped death. It was only by the act of a random swordsman, in my memory, and a almost peculiarly agile bird that it only kept us from mere moments from death. I only faintly recall the silver sheen of armor and a very peculiarly flamed sword. But I recognized immediately one thing that wrought. That same symbol on its hilt. of House Anatos. Correct. A house that's been dead for far longer than even you or I have been alive. Hmm. This isn't my first time jumping through time. No, I'm very well aware. Trust me. You weren't there 200 years ago by chance, and nor was I. He just kind of peers out. So I'll make you a deal. I don't kill your friends. And we'll consider ourselves even. But that is the extent of it. No death. Your punishments will still be heavy. But you will at least have your lives in exchange. I feel I'm being fair about this. He, like, puts his hands behind him. A life for a life. I'll take it. Were it not for you, I wouldn't be standing in this room. And because I'm standing in this room, you get to leave this compound alive. That is all. Fair enough. He just continues looking out the window. You just see him like snap his fingers and then the door opens. Okay. I walk out. As you leave the room, you notice your sword is still sitting like with its handle half out of that bag he put it in. Mm -hmm. And uh, it just sort of remains there on his desk. Might remind you that you are all... Um, in, like, basically prison clothes at this point. You're no longer in your armor. You've been stripped of yourselves, as it were. Right, and I'm still locked, you know. You're still chained up. So you, like, you like shuffle out. Yeah, I can always sell my sword. For another few hours. <laughs> no, it's, it's in, like, oh. it's in the magic bag. Oh. Like, it's, like, the handle is sticking out, but the actual sword itself is still in the magic bag. And as you remember, the magic nullifies... Or the bag nullifies all magical effects on it. So, 
Hmm. You can't send your servers for a night. <laughs> We've all been doing that. Why is man? everyone keep calling Connor Brandon? No, I think you've been doing it a lot today. Has he? Yeah. I, 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 it's like I keep thinking about Brandon and his alarm. But yeah, Mac, you can't send your shit in. So you walk out, and the guard greets you. And you notice when you close the door, another guard like trades place with the one you walked with, and he briefly opens the door and closes it. Mm-hmm. And that briefest of moments you open it, you notice it's not the same room that you left. Oh, come on. We've made it very plainly obvious the door you enter in that room is not the door you need to walk into. Uh, He escorts you back into your cell after a small walk. And he... He, like, sets you back in and closes the door behind you. And he just leaves the grate half open. So that fresh air circulates. Brandon. Mm. You are sitting in your cell. Chained, shackled, barred, and uncomfortably bound with your stump. Like, they basically rope your stump to you. So, <laughs> so it's basically his arm like this right now where he can't move it at all? Yeah, because they took his arm. They took his, like, metal arm. Because like, remember, it just pops off at this point. I mean, he gets that. He's got a new arm. Good. <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah, so they removed your arm, like magically, like dispelled it to like remove from your hand, like stump, and they have actively bound your stump so you can't move it. So you can like shrug a little bit, but it like takes your whole body. That's it. A little bit. So yeah, they basically bound your like stump to your chest, and then you have your uh, like a small little like handcuffed shackle of some sorts attached to your main chest. So you're basically sitting like this. <laughs> I can just picture him just humming to himself like, uh. Okay, I'm sorry. Left arm has the shield. I wrote it down so I don't have to argue about it anymore. And you have it wrong. Your left arm has the shield, which means which means it has... Oh, okay, but because see, it has okay, the yeah. thing built into it. Yes, okay. Which so means yes, yes. Okay, so that is correct. Okay. See, I was thinking maybe you were doing like the shield thing like this. I was like, no, you have it backwards. No. <laughs> so anyway, um, you hear a. Not that they, they they just let you know that like if you have your deck out, put it away. <laughs> Come in. Just funny because I'm trying to picture how he would do it. <laughs> no singe. <laughs> I have an elbow. <laughs> But no, you right. couldn't. You, you need a rib removed still if you're bound like that. <laughs> so they, uh, they, they just like, all right, inmate. And they just open it up. The door sounds exactly like that. That's not like a joke. That's not me trying to make up shit. That's actually how the door sounds. Ah, oh, good day, sir. How are you today? Piss off, swampling. <laughs> Nice. Good to see the racism has died. It's not racism. It's facts. <laughs> Orcs grew up in swamps. It's where they came from. Orcs came from This swamps. is where you should have said, Ogre, you asshole. Ogres <laughs> <laughs> are the ones who came from swamps. I'm here from Mace Mount Village. 
But where did those other people come from? What other people? Orcs. The orc side of your family. The orc side of your family came from swamps. <laughs> Stereotypes. Listen, it's like, I'll make the rules, Varmin! <laughs> Damn, that sounds such a pleasant conversation. All of a sudden you hear... Bum, 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 bum. Buford T. Justice is yes! on the case. I hear that I am in slow pursuit of the orc cleric. He comes in, walks in. What? I must bring you to my people. Okay. Buford T. Justice? That's Patrolman Buford T. Justice. I'm looking at the other guards like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> I can just picture the other two guards are just like, the just they're trying like, not to. The other guards are just like, you hear one of them audibly <laughs> snort. One of them snorts and the other one tries to not have this look of like, oh god, he's here. <laughs> they're like, god, he makes all of us look bad. <laughs> he like walks in with his hands on his belt. Oh god. Does it have the big ass class? Does he have the biggest? Does he also have an overhanging gun? Yes, he does, because he's Buford T. Justice. (laughs) Oh, my apologies. Patrolman Buford T. Justice. Are you mocking me, boy? Why, no, sir. You hear the other two guards out front go. (laughs) He looks at you like. There's no way, no way, you are mocking me in my house. <laughs> Not in my house. <laughs> you hear one of them go. Oh, for fuck's sake! What are me mocking him? Yes, they're literally like, oh, for fuck's sake! <laughs> you just see him like he like he has shades on. And he just lowers his shades. <laughs> shades on. Really shitty looking pair of aviators. He has like the like the flip up aviators. <laughs> oh god, he doesn't even lean them down, he just flicks them up. Yeah, he just He like raises his hat. He's like the only one wearing cowboy style shit. The rest of them look like knights and he's like instead of wearing a And they're stuff. literally just trying it's not somehow to medieval look cowboy. Yeah. He's wearing like a four gallon hat. Too it's too small to be a ten gallon hat. Why those are mine in that size? Patrolman Buford. That's very correct. You also have a nice set of eyes knowing that my spectacles of justice are able to peer through the lens of... That was in game. My character literally like... (laughs) The lens of heresy. The lens of heresy. My God, man. How are you only a patrolman? The upper echelons of the law cannot handle my authoritative view on the world. <laughs> That's what they can't handle? Yes. <laughs> My god. He's like actively escorting you at this point. You're like out in the hallway and re- you hear laughter from the entire cell block as this motherfucker. <laughs> and he just fucking mocks me the fuck out of me. Everyone's just laughing. You don't know what they're laughing at. You, at him, the guards are actively like trying to, they're like Putting their faces behind their halberds, like trying to prevent them from going. 
What do you pretend justice? Where are we going? Oh, I'm sorry. Patrolmen be pretend justice. Be like justice, you know, lit from you, varmint. <laughs> half orc, not a varmint. There's a difference. So you're only half a varmint. No, no. <laughs> that makes you in a bomb of varmint. <laughs> that is not English. It sure is, son. It sure is not. It is called common, and it is the language of our people. Half varmint. <laughs> Half varmint? Yes. Progress. I have gone from swamp thing to varmint to half varmint. Clearly progress. I have a very progressive view. I can tell. I vote for you. He like flips up his specs. He goes, Again? Yep, he just, you, like you hear this awful squeak of his spectacles raised. <laughs> Like too, like the specs are too rusty. Like he's just, he's like obviously done this so much that they've just worn to make this awful squeak noise. He goes, "I don't run for office." He's looking. That's all he says. I wonder why. Wonder why. <laughs> it's because Patrolman Buford T. Justice is too extreme. I'm just picturing one of the guards go, I am the law. <laughs> Clearly, Buford T. Justice, you are the face of the law. I persecute to the full extent of the law. <laughs> <laughs> My guy visibly. <coughs> <laughs> he doesn't even care. He's a You're squeaking so much from rumbling. I know, and I'm picturing that basically the squeaking <laughs> They're like, they don't even clasp anymore, so his, like, aviators loosely flop in the wind and create an active squeaking sound. God, that's so horrible. Oh, God, I'm picturing when he's chasing me down. <laughs> that was basically his alarm sound, don't you know? Instead of a siren, it's just the squeak from his fucking voice. All of, all of a sudden, you hear a... From down the hall, you see all these guards, right? All these guards, they're standing patrol. And as he comes down the hall, only one guard, all but one guard, maintains their vigil. One of them actively turns and leans out of, like, the 12 down the hall. One of them, like, you see his, like, halberd dip forward, and then, like, his little cone head comes out. And he just goes, hey, daddy! <laughs> and he just, he just stops dead in his tracks, and he's just like, there's no no way we came from the fruit of my body. Really? I have spinning image of you. You like turn to face him and you just see this awful part mustache <laughs> that's been like slicked back with oil. It's all like Wait, uh, who, on, on the sun? No, on him. Oh, and he's got this like overly tanned leathery skin and these blue gray eyes staring you, staring through you at this point. And he's just like, Ever, ever talk about me that way again. And his son looks like an actual badass. No, no, his son looks like a pansy. Basically, his son is the most fucking soy boy of soy boys. I'm sorry, let me actually rephrase that in a totally neutral way. His soft and weak chin 
totally detracts from the manly, leathery figure that is Patrolman Buford T. Justice. Patrolman Buford T. Justice. Oh, he's not referring to, like, this is the DM actively referring to Patrolman Buford T. Justice. His son. <clears throat> what is your son's name? <clears throat> His name. I want to point out, my guy just stops. <laughs> like, even he visibly, like, forcibly stops. <laughs> he just keeps pushing you. And I'm physically fighting you. What's his name again? His mama named him. Wow, with a name like that, I can only imagine it coming from someone as genius as you, Patrolman. <laughs> Unfortunately, his mother was not as quick-witted as I am. What would you Sue. have named him, Patrolman <laughs> Justice? I would have named him Mary Sue. <laughs> I can clearly tell that that... <laughs> My guy just can't keep it up when she starts... <laughs> it is a wonder that I have a god like you to escort me. I have learned the error of my ways just because... He, like, he slaps you, he's like, Wham! <laughs> I am a mortal man, heretic. You are being sacrilegiously putting me on this pedestal. Assuming me higher than my station. No wonder they Man, that's on. a miracle people don't start worshipping you. He's just like, <laughs> he goes, the only men that worship me are me, myself, and I. I can just picture so the other guards like other than me. his son all just trying to keep straight faces like, no, please don't make and, me. And him, and him just going... That's my daddy. Get him, daddy. <laughs> Literally, Gaylord's like, you get him, daddy. You you take that heretic where they're going to put him. Yeah. And one of the other guards, you just hear, like, you all of a sudden hear a loud metal clang. He's like, ow. <laughs> all right, all right. And Patrolman Buford T. Justice. Uh, like, eventually, you just hear this man self-servingly, like, like, he's like, I am no god. I am a man of courtesy and ethics and power. This man is basically the second most... Sh like, there's whale poo, and then there's Patrolman Buford T. Justice. <laughs> you spit it on purpose, didn't you? <laughs> Gotta get some references. Buford T. Justice! All of a sudden, uh, like, uh... Am I at my point yet so this fucker can just shut nope, up and I can nope. stop here? Nope. God. You like you are going through all ninety nine floors of the prosecutor's jailhouse. Ninety nine floors of Buford T. Justice. Yes. Lord Jesus. You know what? They want. They want a heretic repent of his ways. This is it. Ninety nine floors of him. I'll be like, I'll worship anybody else. Literally anything. You want me to suck your dick? Just please don't execute me. God. Just take him away. We'll suck a dick for no heresy. Confirmed. <laughs> we'll suck a dick just to get away from you for justice. Give you the two hand slobby knob 3000 got got combo. <laughs> you ever had a stub job? <laughs> God fucking damn. This is devolved actively from not even role playing anymore to just bullshit. Okay, keep going. Honestly, that's how we usually go, and it somehow works. Yeah, this Come is, on, this is entertaining. Being escorted by Buford. Episode 7. Have you ever had a stub job? 
Well, my metal hand does have a hole. No, it doesn't. It's sealed, you fuck. Oh, yeah, I don't have... No, you don't just have, like, a fucking holy stub. It's you said I could, like, click it open. And you don't have your metal arm, you dumb fuck. I don't have it right now. Yeah, it's just crawling somewhere in a storage room. It's on lock. No shit. No shit. No shit. Anyway. So, Buford T. Justice escorts you through the first 90 floors with nary a hassle as you listen to him just drone on and on about how he is literally the edifice of ethics, courtesy, power, and how he is the world's greatest security guard. And how he's placing himself on a pedestal to be worshipped as a god. No, you're putting him on a pedestal to be worshipped as a god. I'm going to get the fuck with him. You've been actively fucking with him for all 90 floors. <laughs> I know, much to the amusement of literally everybody else. Every guard is like, thank God, some entertainment today, finally. <laughs> They're like, oh my God, Buford T. Justice. And then he would go, well, my, my, Patrolman Buford T. Justice. And everyone else is like, oh God. It's like, no, thank you, we needed this today. Someone's finally doing it. <laughs> all of a sudden, you get to the 91st floor. Mm-hmm. Or what would actually be the 8th floor. <laughs> of the because you, you got you were at like fucking security max like bottom of the fucking rung and he's actively walked you all the way out he gets to that 91st floor and he's like <laughs> you good there Be give me a con save before you talk shit oh shit <laughs> seven you know, you two are also like, he's dragging you at this point. He's just laughing. He's just been laughing so hard. He has to Honestly, I laughed so hard. I was like, Buford, take justice. That just sounds like, you're like, take me. That's what it's turned into. It's turned into just take me. But take at, this point, my life. at this point, it's like, you're so out of breath. It sounds like you're actually like, I'm so in awe of you. Take me now. And how's he reacting to that? He's, he doesn't. He's like, he's man, trying. He's too busy me. focusing on his own. <gasps> yeah, he's honestly <gasps> like, your words have no effect on. <sighs> Holy. Yeah. Oh. You get there. Beautiful Just justice. <laughs> so he uh, he drops you off on the eighth floor. He goes, I'm going to leave you in the. Oh. Very capable hands of these men and women. I return to my station on the 101st floor. Uh, I'll recommend you for a promotion. I don't think they'll listen to a heretic. Uh, I know, it would be the worst. They assume you're a heretic, too. No, because unlike you, I follow the word of God. I found the word of gods, too. The wrong gods. He, like, throws you, and you, like, you know, you're like, oh, At shit. my son isn't a disappointment. <laughs> oh. he, he looks at you and goes, I know. <laughs> Honestly, you should have said, at least my son's not a disappointment. I did. He, like, just... He, like, tips his hat to you. Wait, 99 floors of squeak, squeak, squeak. God, dude. How much of a headache do you I want to 
dro- you would have drowned it out at some point. Eventually, you would have drowned it out. It's not it just wrong. became white noise. <laughs> it's just like between the changling of all your chains and the and the inane of everyone laughing and squeaking. As soon as he's just enough out of earrings that they can do it. Yeah. Little do they know that in his cell, all these notes of "Thank you, heretic." It's like there's all heretic, but thank you for my laughs provided throughout the night. Signed, truly yours. Guard number one five seven. P.S. Die heretic. (laughs) It was like your last moments of life were truly joyous to me. Signed, guard five one seven B dash (laughs) two. It was just a stack of letters. Yep. Everyone just going thank you, thank you. All of a sudden, you just uh, you you see two very slim guards approach you. Oh, please, God, don't be like Buford T. Justice. Please, Lord God. <laughs> they look at you, and they raise. <laughs> no. They, no, they raise their helmets, and you're greeted by almost what looks like a very similar pair of eyes. <laughs> And they're just like, in unison, the same, the same as lowly patrolman Buford T. Justice. <laughs> oh God! Why never, never have I ever heard such a slanderous tone taken. This is an affront to justice. Oh God! And what are your names? <laughs> you may know. Patrolman Buford T. Justice. But do you know... (laughs) We are Highway Patrolman Buford T. Justice. (laughs) And Lexington is like, can you just kill me now? Just, Just kill me now. The only difference between patrolmen and highway patrolmen is our stations. Do they have like the highway patrolman hats on too? No, they're wearing night helmets. The only difference, they're actually like proper, like they actually have to go out and adventure, so they wear actual armor. You hear one of them actually go, Clem, you're messing with them a little too much, don't you think? Shut up, Alfalfa. <laughs> Alpha and Clem? You don't hear that. Oh. <laughs> All of a sudden, they, like, assume the Buford stance. <laughs> where they each have a hand on you, but one of them is firmly, like, thumb around the belt buckle. Can I tell that they're lying? You honestly, when you see the same blue-gray eyes and leathery features, you believe that, honest to God, these may be just two friends of Buford <laughs> Justice. Well, do you two have failures of children as well? We are the failures. Really? Yes. They escort you nonchalantly that. up until, like, the last four. They don't say anything. They don't make jokes. Oh, thank God. Until the very end, in which case they go, by the way, we want to thank you for your service. In what way? For making a total ass out of him. <laughs> Believe me, anytime. My name's Clem. Luke. Gosh. 
He like, <laughs> he, like, he like plays elbows with you. And my name's Alfalfa. Does he literally have the hair thing going he, on? All of a sudden you just hear a little ting inside his helmet. <laughs> they like, they play elbows. And they're like, oh God, did we have to wash the hair tick off us? Oh shit, we didn't think this through. The clan's gotta go. They like push you into the room. <laughs> they gotta wash the heresy off. Yep. When you are put into a very simple room with a chair in it. I go and I sit in the chair. Oh, I go and I stand in front of the chair first. And then, yeah. You feel compelled to sit in it. I sit in the chair like I was planning on. <laughs> you sit in the chair. Congratulations. And as soon as you do, clamps come around your arms and legs. Well, he's already chained. All of a sudden... And then you're dead. Good. Done. That's it. Flip over your character sheet. That's it, everybody. We're going to skip the totally dramatic thing I had planned. He's just going to accept death. All right, everybody. That's it. <laughs> I'm not accepting death. I don't know. You kind of said, and I'm dead. Okay, you're dead. <laughs> we'll see you guys next time for Caravan 13 because this episode's over. Everything I had planned, gone. Hey, guys. Just so you know, this is all we could get out of our salvaged audio. Sorry for the super short episode, but hopefully we'll have the next one be a lot higher quality for you even if it's another show yeah that is like chad said this is just uh salvaging the best of a bad situation but we hope to see you next time on episode 8 of caravan 13 this is james chad mccummy and brandon signing off